All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win again. They beat the Twins 10-4 on Tuesday night to win their seventh straight game now after sweeping the Angels. They swept the Tigers. They beat the Twins on Tuesday night, and uh, not much else you can say. They have the best record in baseball, first team to 40 wins, and with the best record, they obviously have the best record in the American League, the best record in the AL East. They're in first place. Everything's really great. Everything's really great in the moment. You know, in this moment, everything is great for the Yankees. Now, I've had conversations recently in both real life and on social media with other Yankees fans who, they tell me I'm complaining, they tell me I'm negative, they tell me I'm pessimistic. It's all the same stuff I always hear, which isn't true. I'm, I'm not a negative person. <laughs> if you know me, I'm not pessimistic. I am a realist, and when we talk in realist terms about the Yankees, yes, they are in first place. They are 40 and 15. It is June 8th. They are the best team in baseball. I want the Yankees to be the best team in baseball at the end of September, at the beginning of October when the regular season ends. I want them to be the best team in baseball at the end of October whenever the World Series ends. So everything I say, everything I write, everything I do when it comes to the Yankees is because I want them to fucking win. I'm tired of them losing in terms of championships. I'm tired of early postseason exits. And it's nice that they're taking care of business for the first time in forever against bad teams. Not that the Twins are necessarily a bad team, but the Tigers are fucking awful. The Orioles are bad. The Guardians are bad. The Royals are bad. The Angels suck again. It's great that they're beating those teams. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to battle the Blue Jays and the Rays and the Red Sox and the Astros and beat the shit out of everyone else. And they did that for a long, long time. Then they did it for a while, and now they're back to doing that again, which is great. But when I say things about Aaron Hicks, I say things about Joey Gallo. I talk about Kyle Legashioka, how the fuck is he still on this team? Or Isaiah Kainer-Falefa being a mediocre fielder with a singles-only bat. Or how Aaron Boone is just inexplicably fucking horrible at his job all those things have to do with the fact that come October those things can't happen come October if Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo keep playing like this they can't be fucking on the, on the team and Kyle Gashioka can't be on the team when it comes to Aaron Boone there, there's no hope for him there's no hope for him I'm always told by the Boone supporters and the Boone defenders and the Boone fans of which I don't know how anyone can be any of those things. you got to really be fucking out there. But that he can't manage in the regular season the way he'll manage in the postseason because the regular season is 162 games and everyone will be burned out. And I get that. But we now have four postseasons of a sample size to know that he will manage the same exact way in the postseason as he did in the regular season. He did it in the 2018 ALDS, games three and four. He did it in 19 with the bullpen. In 20, <laughs> the debacle that was with game two, uh, and then you have last year's one-game playoff where he just didn't want to give his, any reliever a clean inning. Just wanted to keep him out there, one more batter, one more batter. Same fucking thing he did on Tuesday night against the Twins, which is what he did on Sunday against the Tigers. What he did on Tuesday night against the Twins and leaving Tyone out there <laughs> in that fifth inning to start the inning, and then going to Licky, even though he's ready and not letting him face the lefty, but letting him face the righty. It was just crazy. 
It was crazy. So when I talk about the Yankees, I'm not complaining. I'm not whining. I'm not upset. Yeah, they're 14-15. It's great. It doesn't erase what went on last year or the year before that or the year before that. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. I see people saying, oh, anyone who had doubts about this team, how do you feel now? So everyone should have had doubts about this team. They brought back the same team that underachieved, and for the first couple you know, weeks of the season, they were doing the same thing until they took off. But it's also way too early to start giving them a pass for their play. At 40 and 15, they're in first place. It's June 8th. They haven't won anything yet. They haven't clinched anything yet. Certainly, they're in a position where they just have to play 500 the rest of the way to be in the mid-90s in a win total. They haven't done that yet, though. It's just the probability and the math that they will. So I'm not complaining about the Yankees. I'm not I'm not upset with the Yankees. I'm just speaking the truth. On a given day, they could have four replacement level or worse bats in their lineup and a bad manager, and that's the truth. The Yankees are where they're at because their starting pitching is the best in baseball, because Aaron Judge has been the best player in baseball, because they have three awesome relievers in King, Holmes, and Schmidt. And because they've sprinkled in some all, also good offensive performances. You know, Rizzo's had a few games. Stan's had a few games. Trevino, Torres. They've all had games, LeMahieu, where they've helped the team win. Not consistently, not to the level that judges had. But they've all had it. Even Gallo on Sunday, it's a two-run home run to tie the game at two. And then the Yankees went on to win despite... Boone's Castro King fiasco, which just more nonsensical choices from him. But, you know, pretty much every hitter outside of Hicks who has not not helped him win a single game, not offensively, not defensively, not on the bases. Higashioka, who... There's a case to be made that you could just pull a random fucking person from the seats and they would be as good at... at Hitting is Kyle Gashioka is. That's how fucking bad he is. That's how bad he is. It's fucking scary. And to sit there on Tuesday and to have to watch Gary Sanchez on the Twins and whatever. If you want to say the pitching is better this year because Gary's not the catcher, I mean, you're a fucking fool and an idiot. But, yeah, Trevino's been great defensively. Gashioka has not been. But offensively, Gary is great. Seven home runs, 27 RBIs, and, and Kyle Gashioka isn't. And the Yankees chose Sanchez over Gashioka. They didn't know Trevino was going to be this. Ben Rivette hasn't played a second this season. They went into the season thinking Gashioka would get the majority of the playing time, and Trevino would play until Rivette was healthy. And then Trevino took off, and Gashioka has sucked. And so things have flip-flopped. So it's not like the Yankees were like, oh, we're giving up Sanchez to play Trevino. No, that wasn't even close to being the case. Trevino wasn't even a Yankee until like 10 seconds before opening day. So to sit there, that was weird to watch him play for the Twins on Tuesday night. It was, you know, it's not, it's much less weird to see Gio Urshela because, you know, he was at other places before he was with the Yankees. And I was never the biggest Gio Urshela guy. You know, he had some moments as a Yankee, but as I wrote right after the season ended last year, he was the most logical person to go when they wanted to change the roster you know they didn't owe him any money like 
in terms of being a serious financial commitment, they could easily move on from him. It wasn't like Hicks or Stanton. They didn't just trade for him like Gallo. LeMahieu had you know, five years left on his deal. Torres, they were trying to hopefully salvage his career. So it made sense that Urshela would go and he went. But to see Sanchez there, yeah, it's still weird. It was weird on opening day when I when I watched him play for the Twins. It's it's just odd. Um, and the Twins, hey, they're okay. I mean, they don't scare you. If the Yankees were to play them in the playoffs, you'd pray for that series because even though when owning them historically doesn't mean anything, 2022, they're just not that good. The Central as a whole is just, just a fucking joke. Uh, but yeah, it was weird watching Sanchez there. And the Yankees win the game 10-4 to in a game where they were up 3 nothing with one out in the first. You think it's just going to be a laugher. But they have so many of these games where you think they're just going to cruise. And then they put up a crooked number in the first, and then all of a sudden they go quiet. And then the other team hangs around and hangs around and chips away. And that's what was happening on Tuesday before Rizzo hit the three-run home run to blow it open. And they tack on two more in the eighth. They went 10-4. to And seven wins in a row, 40-15, first team to 40 wins. Everything's great. Everything's great. Um, everything won't be great if Aaron Judge stops being the best player on the planet or the starting pitching doesn't continue this run because you look around this team and it's a lot of inconsistency in the lineup. It's a top-heavy bullpen now with the injuries and underperformance to Green, Chapman, and Loisaga. And then you always have Boone lurking and loom. You know he's looming and waiting for his chance to get his hands out of game and, and fucking ruin it. That's that's scary. That's that's what I'm worried about. Number one thing I'm worried about with these Yankees is health because it could ruin their season. It has in the past, and it could this year. Health could ruin any team season. You can't predict it. You can't plan for it. You can only have so much depth and so much major league quality depth, and it, and it could just happen at any time. Um, they've been mostly healthy. You know, Donaldson was out for a little. Stanton was out for a little. They lost Green for the season. Chapman and Luizaga are out for we don't really know how long. Um, LeMay, you had the wrist problem. Hicks, <laughs> I mean, Hicks is always hurt, but he was out for a few games. So uh, they've had their fair share of injuries this season, but nothing like season-crushing. Like I'm not even going to say it, so let's just move on because I'm not going to fucking jinx anything. But yeah, health is the number one thing. And then after that, it's Aaron Boone. You know, I'm just scared of the Rays. You, I'm scared of the Astros in the postseason. But I'm not as scared of them as I am of their own manager and Boone ruining it because he just he continues to do things. Like Sunday, his decision to go to Castro over King but then end up using King anyway was crazy and it backfired and then he got bailed out because of the Tigers' defense, gifted the Yankees a run. They have an off day Monday and then he's back at it on Tuesday pulling the same shit with letting Tyon stay in for the fifth when he didn't have anything in the first four innings. It just hurts. It really hurts my, my head, my brain, my heart to watch this shit. And then when you have money and you're financially backing the Yankees, that's a problem too. Because not only do I want them to win, but then it's like I've got the money line, you know, bet on Tuesday night and and on Sunday as well, and and then it makes it even more stressful and and makes his decisions even worse. And there's no way to get around him other than for the Yankees to just score a bunch of runs and take him out of the game. Because if they don't, he will do his best to ruin it. That's the only way for them to win consistently. What to, to have any belief that they'll win the whole thing is he doesn't get involved. 
either starting pitching goes and hands the ball right to King and right to Holmes, or the offense scores a bunch of runs. But if he has to make like three, four bullpen decisions in a game, yeah, that's not, that's not what you want at all. This news about John Sterling getting his uh, schedule reduced in the second half, and you know, you, you get it. The guy's in his 80s. He's been doing this forever. He's called a trillion Yankees games. He had that streak of a couple thousand in a row, which is just crazy. Obviously, you're envious of John Sterling's position to be able to be the voice of the Yankees for as long as he has. And, you know, he calls baseball games for a living. It's fucking cool. But then there's nights like, you know, blowouts one way or the other or rain delays or travel. And and you sometimes aren't envious of him. He's sitting there on what was that Friday calling every pitch, every second, watching the Yankees just trounce the Tigers 13-0. There's been games over the years where the Yankees get trounced that way. Uh, that makes you think, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm not fucking at the stadium for this mess. I could go do something else uh, today with my life. But Sterling's been doing it forever. And I, I love John Sterling. I do. And as we go here and he eventually calls it quits and retires, which is going to happen at some point, It'll be tough. It'll be tough to listen to the Yankees and hear someone else call the game. It's not like you're not going to listen because if you're a Yankees fan, you'll listen anyway, but it just will be much different. It won't be the same because the guy's been doing it my whole life, you know, since I can remember listening to the Yankees, and uh, it'll be weird. So thankfully that's not happening this season, and he'll be there for all the big games. He'll be there for what the Yankees would call premium opponents, and he'll be there in the postseason. But we're... There'd be a time when John Sterling isn't the voice of the Yankees, and that, that sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Like, there would be a time when Derek Jeter won't be the everyday shortstop for the Yankees, and here we are, eight years later, he hasn't been it, and you still watch the Yankees, still care about him. It's just, you know, you get over it. But for Sterling, because of how long he's done it, and because for those who have to listen to the games and they can't watch the games, and he's a part of their life every night or every day whenever the Yankees play for uh, six months of the year. And then hopefully seventh month, it's a long fucking time it's to listen to one person for this many years and then to change it up. It's it's tough. <laughs> It'll be tough. So I'm glad he's getting the time off, the rest he needs, so that he can you know be ready for the stretch run and be ready for October. But it is just a sad reminder that at some point he'll retire and he'll move on and he won't be the voice of the Yankees. And I don't know who it's going to be. I've seen these rumors of the options and uh yikes <laughs> you know i'm sure it'll be fine but it won't be sterling and i don't give a shit that he fucks up calls i don't fucking care that makes him who he is when he says high far gone and then he's like no it's foul or it's caught or it's off the wall or you know whatever he does I, i'm there for the, the theatrics i'm there for his signature calls he messes the calls up once in a while whatever it's, it's fucking baseball so they have these two games left here on the road against the twins and they back home against the cubs who are just fucking atrocious. Better sweep the Cubs. Jeez, they have nothing. They don't have hitting. They don't have pitching. They have nothing. Absolutely nothing. And Clint Frazier will be back in town. So weird to see Sanchez in another uniform. Be You know, I've seen Frazier on the Cubs. I, I watch a lot of baseball. <laughs> so I've already seen him play. It would be, you know, won't be that weird. It won't be like weird like Sanchez. But hey, I, I liked Frazier too. Thought he got screwed over with the Yankees. Um, they never, you know, they never wanted to move from, move on from him. 
they never wanted to include him in a deal, and then they ended up releasing him and getting nothing for him, which has been the case with a lot of prospects and players in the organization over the years who they held on to for too long and they couldn't get anything for and had to DFA him or release him for nothing, and another situation there. So uh, he'll be in the Bronx this weekend. Um, pretty easy week here for the Yankees. You got the Twins back-to-back games, just win the series, just have to take one of these next two to do so, and then you've got the Cubs at home. Um, another easy part of the schedule here for the Yankees. Not that the Twins are bad, but I mean, I don't think anyone's fucking scared of the Twins and with what the Yankees have done to the Twins over the years, and not just their organization, but these Twins, this this roster for the most part, you expect them to beat them. Um, so that'll do it for today. Yankees, Twins, back at it on Wednesday night, second game of the series. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.